you so much for tuning in to our third episode of Aspire to Inspire this season. Today, I'm super excited to be able to chat with my good friend, Sophia Chin. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Sophia. Thank you for inviting me, Ria. I'm very happy to be here. Of course. Um, yeah, so I was wondering if we could start off and have you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe some of your hobbies. Um, Mm-hmm. So my name is Sophia. I'm a 16-year-old currently attending Aragon High School in the Bay Area, California. Um, a very big passion of mine is writing, um, be that poetry, journalism, short story, novel writing. Um, and I do see writing more than just my hobby. It's really become my microphone to raise awareness and talk about issues that I believe should be noticed um, by the public. So specifically, I'm very passionate about the environment. A lot of what I do revolves around um, my goal of boosting environmental literacy among children. So in March of this year, 2021, I founded a environmental nonprofit organization called Light Earth's Destiny, which basically engages our community's youth in action-based projects and um, encourages them to be stewards of Earth. I'm also the author of Becoming Earth 2.0, which recently published on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle format. So... Yeah, and um, besides these two hobbies, um, writing and in the environment, I love to bake. I uh, search up recipes online to to bake for my family and friends. And overall, I love spending time with, with my loved ones. Okay, awesome. Um, I was wondering if you could give me a really quick summary about what your book is and what um, the information that it contains. Yeah, so Becoming Earth 2.0 takes place actually in the future in 2100 um, when Earth stabilized and revived again uh, thanks to a group of top international scientists who established a um, laboratory and helped citizens transform uh, their eco-friendly lifestyles. And now they're helping a faraway planet named 2.0, an alien planet, um, transform into a green planet like Earth. Uh, so basically, under this fictional framework, my book still kind of manages to sneak in some, I think, important uh, discussions about environmental issues such as climate change, air pollution, plastic pollution, biodiversity loss, um, etc. And I also just kind of through the day to day lives of these protagonists, I do kind of reveal pretty fascinating concepts such as uh, lab-grown meat, GMO crops, renewable energy, plastic degradation, and more. Um, so I really do hope that my book can serve as a beginner's guide or kind of like a starter's guide that can um, let youth be uh, more involved and um, exposed to these issues. Yeah, I think it's really unique that you managed to um, write something that's essentially fiction that also like gets across a bunch of really important messages to children. Um, so what what inspired you to write the novel? Yeah, it's actually pretty simple. Um, what really got me into environmentalism was 
actually an article about climate change. And specifically, it was about how polar bears and their habitats um, were affected by global warming. And that really, really shocked me. Uh, so I think storytelling is a very compelling and powerful way to um, educate people. And, you know, I'm very into writing, so I think I can use some of my skills to make an impact. Um, and as a youth myself, I, I want to give more, I guess, kid-friendly um, resources because I know textbooks and documentaries might seem pretty dry or boring to um, especially younger kids. Um, but I don't want them to have this impression that learning about Earth, our home, is boring in any way. So I really do hope that this book can be interesting. Uh, they find it engaging, but also they learn more about Earth. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that's really creative, too. So I'm very impressed. Um, I'm wondering, how long did it take you to write the novel? Was it like a long process um, or what, did it go by quicker than you thought it would? Uh, so it definitely kind of went by quicker than I thought. I just kind of drilled on <laughs> the book for a couple of months. It took around seven months, I would say, for the entire writing and publishing process. Um, I actually kind of calculated the hours too, just for fun. <laughs> so it was around uh, 260 hours uh, for the whole project. Um, it was kind of time consuming during that time, but I don't regret writing it at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think what kind of took long was, you know, obviously first the brainstorming process. How could I write a fiction book um, while still incorporating really valuable lessons for youth? Uh, so that took a long time to ponder. Um, and then later on during the writing process, I I kind of asked for uh, my my fellow classmates or um, younger students to read it, and so I could revise it and make it you know more attractive to um, to elementary and middle schoolers. Um, I also coordinated with my cousin, who's very artistic, fortunately, and she helped me draw a lot of the illustrations in the book. So I kind of had to keep up with that. Um, so in general, it, it, yeah, all of this together added up kind of took a long time. Were you ever like overwhelmed by the scope of the project at all? Or was it something that was easily manageable? Um, well, it, it was kind of overwhelming at first, you know, just thinking that I had so much to do and there were so many steps along the way. But what I found helpful was uh, setting goals and deadlines, just saying by this time I need to finish um, how, how many pages of my book and just kind of doing it step by step. It really helped like breaking up it into chunks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Were there any roadblocks during the writing process? Um, maybe like what was the hardest part? What was the easiest part? Yeah, there was definitely um, a lot of roadblocks because uh, this whole project is very was very new to me. Um, it's, it was my first time publishing a book, um, so I, I did have to do research on, uh, you know, 
um, how the publishing process works and how to format my book. Uh, so all of this I kind of um, did on my own. Um, and I think the hardest part was actually, believe it or not, the formatting of my manuscript uh, for the publishing um, process because there's a lot of requirements that needs to be yeah. met. Um, in order to publish my book on Amazon. And so I had to make sure I followed all of the steps, the rules, the guidelines. And um, yeah, it, it was just really tedious and um, kind of the most boring part, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, whenever I'm writing essays and I have to put it in the right format at the end, I don't know if it's a good comparison, but it's actually a nightmare. So yeah, exactly. Um, it's very tedious. Um, so who helped you along the way? Did you do it like entirely by yourself or did you have anyone that sort of guided you through the process? Um, so the whole writing and publishing process I, I did on my own, like I mentioned before. Um, but, you know, Amazon puts out, puts out a lot of um, good good guidelines that you can just just follow and read along. So it wasn't that hard. Um, but definitely a lot of people helped me along the way, for sure. My mom was my first reader, actually, and she's a scientist. So she kind of helped me with the technical terms and, you know, getting all the facts right. So um, yeah, she was a very big help to me. And then later on, after I finished my first draft of the manuscript, um, I, I had my um, friends and, and just, you know, like uh, little kids read my book and give me really critical suggestions. I told them, you know, don't be don't be afraid to be harsh on me. Just just yeah. um, be honest and let me know what you think. And so after hearing their feedback, I revised again and I, I did a couple re revisions um, before I published. Yeah, and the thing is, kids are really brutally honest, so if they didn't yeah. have you would have known. But I think that's really awesome. Um, yeah, so speaking of young younger kids, why did you choose for young children to be the intended audience for your novel, and why not address it to sort of an older population? Because you're dealing with a lot of really conceptually heavy concepts as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there are several reasons. One being that, you know, the age, uh, they're, they're still young. And I think it's very important that we have kids develop these eco-friendly habits at a young age and, and really be aware of these issues at a young age, because that's how we move towards a more sustainable future, um, where in the future, we, we naturally think that, you know, uh, being good to Earth and caring for our Earth is the right thing to do. Um, so I, I do want to, in order to make it a sustainable practice, I think targeting youth would be the most effective way. Um, second is that, um, like I kind of mentioned before, there are resources out there such as articles, documentaries, um, but I feel like it's not as um, kid friendly <laughs> to, to these young um, audiences. And I want to give them um, more opportunities to learn about this and and really, um, yeah, immerse themselves in this topic. So I think books are a very nice way uh, for them to learn because all kids love reading, I believe. So, yeah. Um, and third of all, 
I'm a youth myself. I'm 16 years old. So I really want to unite with my peers and um, go into this effort together to push for a better future. I think that we have a lot of potential and capability and we're able to make a difference. And I I want to empower my peers to um, join on this effort together with me. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I think that's a really, really great idea. And I don't think it's been done before, or at least not, you know, not many times. And it's not common for for that. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. So wondering what your ultimate vision is for the novel, maybe talk about where you are now and um, where you want to be in the future. Um, also, is it going to be distributed? Do you have plans for distribution? Mm-hmm. So I hope that Becoming Earth 2.0 can be uh, made very accessible to um, any type of students um, from all different socioeconomic backgrounds and interests. Uh, so I already published it, as I mentioned before, um, in Kindle and paperback format on Amazon. So hopefully anyone uh, who wants to take a look at it can find it. Um, and right now I'm working on making the audiobook version so that all formats are available. Um, I'm currently partnering with literacy nonprofit organizations such as the Children's uh, Book Project and Project Read to run book donations of Becoming Earth 2.0 and also other environmental books for uh, children as well, um, just for underprivileged children, hopefully all around Northern California. Uh, along with that, I am currently working with uh, many science uh, enrichment programs to schedule presentations that I can give to the camp attendees about my book and just um, like a lecture about environmental issues in general. Um, Another thing that I'm working on is um, collaborations with environmental organizations that I find have uh, pretty similar missions as me. Uh, For example, on their website, they have an educational portal with um, constant videos about um, environmental issues and and just overall uh, lessons that um, the public can access. So I'm partnering with them to hopefully integrate my book into one of these educational videos. And um, first of all, kind of have kids know that this book is out there for them to read and also to give lessons. Um, yeah, so, so my ultimate vision for my book, I, I did kind of mention it, is to distribute it widely among my community, and hopefully it can act as a springboard that propels uh, students forward and dive deeper into this topic for them to um, explore on their own. Yeah, that's a, that's a big project. Um, I think that's really, really great. Were you, were you, would you say that you were always like environmentally friendly and like always like consciously thinking about what you could do to help the environment or was it something that you learned about and decided to get involved in a little bit later in your lifetime? Yeah, to be honest, I was not always aware. Um, I was more involved in this um, starting in sixth grade. So, so before that, I've always loved the environment. Um, I love taking hiking, hiking uh, adventures with my family and going on, um, you know, outdoor field trips. 
Um, I love animals and plants, but I wasn't always aware that environmental issues was a thing and that this was happening. This was the reality of um, our century. So um, in sixth grade, I, as I mentioned before, I read the article and, and that really inspired me and really opened my eyes to the outside world. And that's when I started to learn more. I attended summer research programs to study more in depth. Um, I read more and, and that's how it all started. Um, yeah. And now I'm hoping that not, not just myself, um, becoming a responsible citizen, but I can influence my peers to also do the same. Yeah. So what would you want your peers to take away from the novel? Uh, yeah. What would you want them to take away and learn? Um, so for my book, I, I want my peers to take away that uh, there is hope um, that we can uh, help fix this issue. And that's um, that's kind of conveyed um, because I offer um, Earth having an optimistic um, future in 2100. As I mentioned before, they're stabilized and and they're revived and they're living this really cool green um, eco friendly lifestyle. So I want to offer this hope that as long as we work together, as long as we collaborate as an entire world, we're able to uh, change this, we're able to overcome this. Um, but also I do want to warn my young readers of the consequences of uh, staying this way because uh, 2.0 basically offers the very typical bad example. They're suffering a lot of environmental issues and um, they're staying ignorant and they don't want to face it. So yeah, I do want to offer um, two sides to, to, to the coin basically and um, convince my readers to take action and be the superheroes of our planet. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I really, really, I really, really like your idea with that um, and sort of getting kids involved. Um, I know that you previously mentioned your organization. Um, would is that like related to what you're doing with the book at all? Um, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so my organization, again, it's called Light Earth's Destiny, um, in short for lead. Uh, so it, it is definitely related to my book project um, and that both fall under the larger umbrella, my, my ultimate mission of um, boosting environmental literacy and, and promoting environmental education. So um, LED does a lot of um, hosts a lot of events that engages youth of, of different interests um, to take direct action and raise awareness and be stewards of Earth. So, for example, we're currently uh, planning for an eco art contest, which is directed towards young artists, and they can use creative expression to. Um, to make a positive impact and to do social good. Um, and in the future, we are looking to host more events similar to this one that that can target different age groups and, and different interests and really get everyone involved. That's awesome. Yeah. What advice would you have for 
others looking to make a positive impact in their communities because you're obviously doing that with like distributing the book to younger children and um, also having the organization as well. So what advice would you have for others? Um, So a saying that I really, really like and I kind of always hold to heart is um, walk by faith, not by sight. So to whoever who wants to make a positive impact in the community, you'll definitely meet a lot of challenges along the way. And it, it's definitely going to be a lot of failures before you um, kind of succeed at something. So um, don't be disheartened um, and know that it's, it's common to, to face these failures, to face these challenges. Um, but as long as you kind of keep in mind your, your goal, what you're doing is going to make an impact. Um, I think that will really motivate you. At least that's what kind of motivated me to keep on going and to keep doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, I know that I can also definitely take that to heart. So um, I really appreciate your thoughts on that. Um, Maybe before we go, um, just a fun little question at the end. I know that obviously you wrote your book and you're working on distributing it. What is your favorite novel or do you have any like writing inspirations? Um. Yeah, I, this is actually kind of, um, hopefully it doesn't come out and shocking, but it's not really related to the environment actually. Well, I do read a lot of, uh, kind of academic journals and papers, um, about, about the topic that I'm very focused in, but, um, during my free time, I really like to read historical novels or historical fiction books. Um, I Sometimes I just read my history textbook for fun. So yeah, that, that's another side to me. I, I love history. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we're ready to wrap up. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Maybe where... Um, where everyone can find you on social media or uh, your website links. And of course I'll link them down below if you just want to, if they can, you know, so they can access them. But if you just want to quickly mention where we can find you, that would be awesome. So you can find my uh, lead nonprofit organization on Instagram at led.nonprofit. We have a website at earth-v2.org. And for my book, there's, uh, like I mentioned, um, a paperback format. There's the color edition, the black and white edition, and also the Kindle book edition. Um, the link is pretty long. So I believe Rhea will be linking it um, with this podcast. But as long as you search up Becoming Earth 2.0 on Amazon, it should be um, one of the first top results. Awesome. All right. Well, Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I um, I really, really enjoyed getting to talk with you about your book and about um, your organization. And I think you're going to do really, really great things in the future. So thank you so much for talking with me. And um, yeah, let's stay in touch in the future. Yeah, thank you, Ria. Thank you for inviting me. I, I love sharing about um, my personal story. Yeah. Yeah, thank you.